I'm Ricky. And I'm Joe. And this is episode six, season six, episode six of the Beer and Broadband Podcast, slated to come out on May 1st, 2023. And we're starting it over again. So you missed us talking about going to see Jack Black play at the Shaky Knees Festival in Atlanta. Um, but we uh, are going to go do that. So I, I don't think we can recreate the magic. Uh, you know, <laughs> we talked about Bowser last time and uh, Tenacious D and some stuff like that. But right now we're going to talk about Yerba Mate. So you were talking about how it was like a green tea. Yeah, I, I love this stuff. I found it through a, another podcast I listened to. It comes out of South America. It is not technically a tea because it's not the, the tea plant. Mm-hmm. It's a different plant. But flavor profile, it's just a little bit more bitter green tea. You know, it, it has a little bit less of that floral and a little bit more just uh, bitterness to it. But it's really tasty. And it's really good for you because it's got a better vitamin profile mm-hmm. than like green tea and has a lot of caffeine in it. So the way we made it with like treating it as a tea bag, mm-hmm. it just has more caffeine than most teas. But if you drink it how they traditionally drink it, which is essentially they have like a cup, they stuff full of the leaves, mm-hmm. then pour water on that, then drink the water, then pour more water in and drink the water essentially until there is no flavor left. So okay. they're doing like a full extract of it that has even more caffeine than coffee it has does. way way more caffeine. yeah so if okay. you're one of those people that maybe you're trying to kick energy drinks but you want to do it a little bit more healthier way you still need a lot of caffeine that could be something you can look into yeah yeah i mean and having the right filtration thing on it you could just do it like in a french press um, yeah that's actually one of the things to talk about if you make it like a french press it, it has close to as much caffeine as coffee does well so that means that what we're going to do on a later episode is we're going to try yerba mate three different ways we're going to do oh, a pour over true. we're going to do a french press and then we're probably going to do uh, a steeped tea bag like we might even do a cold brew yeah you could see yeah because i've been um i'll cut it a little bit when i make it at home i'll put like half yerba mate half green tea I'll make like a whole gallon of that and store it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. And that becomes kind of my, like if I need some caffeine or something, cause I, I have a high caffeine green tea. So it's like close ish to a coffee mm-hmm. and it's way tastier and it's got lots of vitamins in it. So yeah, I, I have to disagree with you that it's tastier than coffee, <laughs> but that's a, that's a general <laughs> preference that people have. I really mm-hmm. love the taste of coffee. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I like the taste of other teas. This reminds me, of uh, the green tea that's the base for the Fruity Pebbles, the flavor of it. Mm, okay. uh, so there's a, there's a tea called Fruity Pebbles that I like a whole lot, but it's got fruit in it. That's why it's called Fruity Pebbles. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a, uh, a tea that does a really good job of taking in and um, uh, giving you like this kind of green tea, bitter, but like also kind of sweet flavor profile. I like this a lot. Just because it's very similar to that, I've already finished two uh, two ounce shot glasses. Yeah, it. it's good stuff. And you know, you can make it in tea bags. You can French press it. You mm-hmm. can try and figure out how to do how they do it traditionally without their equipment, mm-hmm. which is really cool because like they still, or at least the instructions on it show you how to do it traditionally, which is like a, you had a gourd that you hollow the gourd out and you stuff all your leaves in, then you fill that up with water and drink it then. Stuff more water in, so like a very natural like like kind of way know, of doing that. Yeah. Well, the gourd would also have some sugars that would add to it, so it would give some fruitiness. To yeah, it. maybe I think they dried the gourd first, but it was it's cool to see like before you had glass and ceramic cups and stuff. How were people enjoying this stuff? Yeah, you know, I agree. Um, 
right, so we're going to do an episode. We're going to do another coffee episode this season, and we're mm-hmm. going to do another uh, tea episode. Where we may we may do yerba mate and another tea, like maybe the fruity pebbles, and then yeah. we kind of talk about the difference between the two, and if they're even kind of similar, like the way my sense memory is telling me they are. Uh, so, you ever heard of hurdle? Not until you threw it into the topic, and I had to look it up. <laughs> so, Spotify.com/slash hurdle mm-hmm. was this thing that you did for like trivia. I didn't know about it either. I just saw it, and I was like, hurdle, like wordle, like. And that's yeah. exactly what it is. You mm-hmm. have five guesses, and they play you a little snippet, and they'll play it like it's like up to sixteen seconds. You can play a little bit more of each snippet, mm-hmm. and hey, stop, stop. There's nothing, nothing outside. He just wants his own mic. I yeah. think is what we're getting at. He he, to- yeah, he he wants to be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, anyways, uh, yeah, hurdle. It was a trivia game that yeah. will end in May. And no one knew about it. And the only reason we're talking about it is because I kind of thought it was neat. I like music trivia. And like when I found it, I was like, oh, I could have been playing this this whole time. I would have mm-hmm. really like dug this. I'll, I'll admit, I, I read about it and then immediately got sad because it was, I forget which episode number it was when we were talking about um, like the home assistants going away and the yeah. security stuff. It, this is just another product that a bigger company bought out yep. then got rid of a year later when they changed their mind. So now <laughs> just, the product's just going to be gone it's now. It's going to be gone, yeah. And they'll have the IP so no one can create a competing product mm-hmm. that, that's like a clone like that. I'm sure that there are some clones because Wordle had a ton of clones. Yeah, too. yeah. You can't completely protect something like yeah. that. But you can keep them from coming up with the similar catchy names and stuff like that because, I mean, Hurdle's pretty good. Yeah, Hurdle was pretty good. And I was like, Hurdle... Are they talking about like track and field? Because that's what mm-hmm. I thought. And then I like I like looked at the word for a second. I'm like, no, that's like here. So like heard, like I heard this. That's a listening trivia thing. Yeah. Oh, this is so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sad that it's going, but you know, if it, it it's going to be here for a little bit uh, after this podcast release, I think it's going to be for like five more days or something like that. It's like it's like um, yeah, dying it's, it's, on. It's pretty short lived. But I'll admit, the article I was reading on it, I think, perfectly highlighted some of my problems with company acquisitions, um, especially if they're not going to resell the product. They're mm-hmm. just going to retire it. Right. Spotify acquired Hurdle to help with its music discovery, which basically means, hey, how do I get somebody to listen to music that they don't already own or they haven't already subscribed to? How do I get them to listen to more of our products? And this was a fun little trivia that you could hear the first, like, you know, so many seconds of a song. Up to 16. And, yeah. And if you you liked it, you might go listen to the yep. full song. But then when it just didn't prove to be as good as some of the other stuff they're working on, they just got rid of it. So, like, they it completely ignored the fun trivia aspect of it. It looked at it purely like how much extra revenue can I extract for making people listen to other songs. Yeah, and I think you, you could know? have they could have actually added value by just like having it built into like the app. So like you're like discover some music mm-hmm. and it's like you could play a trivia game for like 5, you know, minutes or something like that and just like go through some different music that's similar to the music that you know or add a party mode to it where you and like other people could play this like on a TV set because there's Spotify yeah, apps and, for like, TV Yeah, or you know, I'm just going to make the argument. Just <clears throat> leave it alone. Yeah. Go resell it because if you advertised Hurdle better and got it on people's phone as an app, as like a mm-hmm. standalone game, like people play Wordle, you would get people who would just want to play that for the fun little trivia aspect of it 
And then, you know, where are you going to, if you like a song, go listen to it. Well, it's likely Spotify. It's like the largest yeah. streaming platform. Exactly. So, like, it could still exist, and you just not have to be the people paying for it. You yeah. could just go sell it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Instead, you bought something that people enjoyed and are now decommissioning it after a year. It's sad. Mm. I'm thinking about drinking some more this year, Bramante. Okay, so... I think he's here and you put the Pyrex down. Uh, that is possible, knocking. and it sounds like a knock um, mm-hmm. on the door. That That is possible. Um he, get, he doesn't like he does not like the door so may 4th is the last day to like do stuff with hurdle mm-hmm. uh, it may 5th is the day that it goes away so i'm probably going to play a whole bunch of it before then and i apologize i will try to get rid of the dog barking uh, and cut that out so that you guys don't have to hear that from the last three episodes yeah. we Where's normally ca- we normally don't record downstairs but like wife and kid or at like a college thing and she's trying to decide so there's no one here to kind of watch the dog and he's old and needs somebody to be around him all the time so. yeah this is just our pilot of our three-person podcast <laughs> exactly you know we we got to see how that ebb and flow works hi i'm joe i'm ricky and i'm cooper <laughs> exactly and you know he's just really opinionated about certain things he gets very vocal from time to time about how yep. he's feeling yeah exactly I think, you know, going back to the Yerba Mate for a minute, it's sad mm-hmm. that Hurdle's going away, but going back to the Yerba Mate, um, I think that you could possibly make, like, a really nice, like, lemon, like, fruit. You know, like, you can take mm-hmm. lemon and put it in water and, like, like, like and that become it, a yeah. cold infusion. Do that with this. Mm-hmm. And oh, that, yeah. Or, like, raspberries and this and something like that. I oh, think yeah. Would be, fantastic yeah i've been playing around with like infusing it with stuff and things like that it's it's a real again it's just you can treat it like tea in almost anything you make except if it like requires some of the particular properties of tea like yeah. that they're kind of like rolled up longer leaves right. the yerba mate they don't roll it they just kind of like shred Chop it, it up. up yeah so yeah but i mean good stuff yeah it is all right, so do you want to talk about anything else about Hurdle? Because I, I totally agree with no, you I, about the I have about nothing the else to say other than it's sadness. Just, yeah, it's just sad. Yeah, it is. It's very sad. Go play it. I mean, like, you got three days to go play it. Go play it mm-hmm. um, and enjoy it. Uh, Sony is supposedly making a PS5-only streaming platform that's like a handheld like the Steam Deck. It's going to be kind of like the Logitech G Cloud. Okay, yeah, I need you to tell me about that because for the life of me, I tried to find anything about it and couldn't. Yeah, so um, it's mostly been like leaked rumor stuff. Okay. Uh, But Sony does have a project that they're talking about doing something like this. Okay, so they're they're talking handheld streaming for games, and what we're talking about is like the cloud game sort of stuff, where it's like playing on some server. Uh, not, no, it would be from your PS5. So it'd be local streaming okay. from your PS5 okay. to your, um, to your, to your little handheld, little handheld. Gotcha. And it's supposed to kind of be like the thing that's been done with, um, you know, like the PS4 streaming that you mm-hmm, can do. Mm-hmm. So. I, I, before I start giving my opinions and asking some of my questions, because I've got, I've already got opinions about this, of course. What are your thoughts on that? My, th- I'm a little disappointed. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a little happy. It's not like a console that can only stream games from the cloud. Because I was worried that's what it was. Because those experiences are almost always poor. Because yeah. trying to stream a game over the internet, um, unless you're in a massive city where one of the data centers is located, it's just not a great experience. It's very difficult. But what I was kind of hoping it would be was what Steam used to have there for a while, that little uh, hook to your TV device, and it'll help stream Steam on Link. your TV. Yeah, the Steam Link. Because one of the reasons my family has ever only owned one TV 
is we would want to be able to play games on both TVs, and mm-hmm. I'm not buying a second console. Right. You know? So it would be cool to have something like that. I guess the handheld streaming, that's, I mean, that's okay. But at the same time, why do I need that? So that's what the PlayStation TV was. There, there was a console oh, okay. that Sony made for the PS4 that was called the PlayStation TV, where you could stream from the PS3 or PS4 to your other TV set gotcha. from your console. Yeah. Uh, I think the PS5 might still work with the PS TV. I'm not sure. I've that um, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I guess not really a spoiler alert. Um, I've got a PS TV. So last year I got a, a or two years ago I got a PS Vita. Um, I'm getting a PSP. It's on. It's in route. Mm-hmm. And then I got a PS TV. You know, I'm collecting game memorabilia yeah, essentially, yeah. but. The PS TV is upstairs hooked to my TV set where we normally record our podcast. So before one of our podcasts, I'm going to have you sit down and play some okay. you know, games yeah, on yeah. it and see what you think about it. Um, I've, you know, the um, PlayStation store is, is going away just like the 3DS store went mm. away. So th- we're going to have a uh, thing talking about my 3DS, you know, my uh, stuff like that and how, what is the experience using something where you've, you know, you've got your own carts, you've got your own stuff, you're, you're able to play those games, but you may also need to be able to re-download your digital games or something yeah. like that. This is also looking forward to what's going to happen with the Switch eventually because, mm-hmm. you know, at some point in time, any digital games that you've gotten on it are going to go away. So, But anyways, streaming handheld back to the Sony thing. Mm-hmm. That I, I think you would love the PSTV. I also would prefer for this to be either something that's a it will play ps5 games even if you download them digitally or maybe you own the physical copy and then it'll give you a digital copy if you've got that plugged into your ps5 it'll give you a digital copy that you can play on the handheld much like the steam deck that would be really cool i'd probably buy that right Mm -hmm. a streaming game that's tied to my ps5 that's tied to my house when I can already do that functionality on my phone, on my tablet, and on my Steam Deck. Yeah, that's what I was kind of thinking. Uh, because for this to work, I have to already own the PS5. Right. So you're telling me if I want to be able to play in a different form factor, I need to go buy another piece of equipment. Yeah. I and mean, probably if I'm interested in gaming in that form factor to begin with, I probably already have something to game in that form factor. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know if I see a ton of value in that. Now, there are people who don't have a Steam Deck or don't have a G Cloud or don't have, a, uh, you know, an Android phone or whatever or, or an iPhone, uh, you know, kids that may want to be able to have some sort mm-hmm. of couch gaming thing. So similar to what you got with the Wii U where you could sit on the couch and play on the tablet. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, have the TV set turned to something else so mm-hmm. the adults could play whatever. That makes sense. Um, so I think that there's the value that this adds. Um, it's not a value that I think their main customer base is going to want, though, because most people that can afford a PS5 and a PSVR and this PS, this rumored yeah, yeah. PS handheld um, are not going to buy another device like that, probably, except for fanboys. And fan, mm-hmm. a fanboy probably will. So it probably, I mean, Sony has a good track record of making really high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. Generally, um, I've heard some stuff about their new MP3 players that are not as good. You know, it's mostly snake oil. So, 
Okay. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of that stuff's declining. But the PS5 has been a really big hit. The PSVR2 is supposed to be awesome. So this could I, I could change my mind about this. But right now, just based off of what I know about it, and it not having any local games that you can play on it like the PS Vita did, I don't really see the value in a game streaming device only. Yeah, it, it's definitely a stretch. Well, I like the way you're thinking about it, though. You're right in that when you think about it as an accessory, mm-hmm. if they're selling it in that sort of price point, that can have some value to some people. Yeah. You know, they're going to come out and it's now a $300 console, probably not. But if it's a 150 buck accessory now anywhere in your house on the Wi-Fi, you can play it. You could probably get some people on that. I expect that it's going to be somewhere between three and $500. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and the reason right. I suspect that is the PS... Uh, five is like five six hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Depending five fifty six hundred, depending on when you buy it on sale, stuff like that. The PSVR two is another five hundred dollars, so their target for their accessories is kind of in that price range. Yeah, maybe. And and since you know a little bit more about it, is this Steam Desk esque, where you can play games on it and the PS five can be turned off? Or is it it's only streaming to it's it? It's only streaming. The PS5 has to be turned off, so it's tethered to your PS5. Yeah. At, at, from what I understand right mm-hmm. now about it. Um, and that that's my gripe with it. Yeah. If it was like what you're talking about, Steam Deck-esque, mm-hmm. where you could play Sony games and PS5 games on it, even if they weren't like necessarily the big you know, AAA titles, yeah. that might have some, some value, especially if you could pay, play like older games. Uh, games like um, you know that could be a killer for a lot of these emulation handheld oh, yeah, devices, yeah. but I don't think so. Don't, yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem to be the way. It's That's going. a shame. Then, so yeah, I think for me that'll come down to price point. If it is cheap, I can see it. If it's too expensive at that point, why are you doing it? Um, so, yeah. Uh, speaking of Sony, well, did you have anything else that you want to say about the PS5? No, I think thing? I'm good. Um, speaking of Sony, you know they got a new Final Fantasy game that's going to be oh, coming yes, out for the PS5. Oh yes, I do. It's PS5 exclusive. Yeah. So I don't own a PS5 yet. I wanted one earlier in the year, and I just, I really like my PS4 Pro. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. I like some of the gaming setups that I have right now. So I haven't really gone to that expense. But man, I'm thinking about buying it. That game looks like it's going to be sick. <laughs> yeah. So here's my thing I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy, but my wife is. She's super excited for it. And I have watched the recent, like, 20 minute expo thing they did on it um it was a little bit ago because yesterday i got off of work i was exhausted because um i walk around when i have meetings i had a ton of meetings i'd walked like thirty thousand steps and i looked at my wife and said okay um i need like 20 30 minutes just laying in the bed just get off my feet for a little bit he's like okay yeah no problem the kid's playing with grandma um, i'll come join you i was like great so i laid down in bed i got all rested and she got in and just flipped her laptop in between us and just turn that video on. And I, did, <laughs> I did not have the option to not watch it. Yeah. So we watched that together. And I'm, I'm going to give you this. I gener- I have not found a lot of enjoyment out of some of the more recent Final Fantasy games purely from the they're not my kind of game. Yeah, yeah. It's not that they're bad games. But it looked beautiful. Yeah. It is cinematic. Yep. And if they nail that gameplay that a lot of the Final Fantasy people like, I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna be a killer game. It looks so good, especially those like summon battles look so oh my nice. Gosh, that that's the thing that I'm like, I'm like, oh, that seems like that's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. I am gonna be so into the summon battle part. I I mean, I I just I'm I'm sitting here and I'm just thinking about all the enjoyment that I've had because 
role-playing games are my bread and butter, especially mm-hmm. JRPGs. I've just loved them since I was a kid. The stories are generally involved. I, I was playing Final Fantasy IX last night, just eating up the... Um, the like kind of childish innocence that comes along with uh, the Vivi, the little mage character, mm-hmm. um, and and just the the Steiner character that's just so goofy, you know. Like, there's so much humor and fun in those things, and having a really great um, you know game system that just has improved on that to make that awesome, I think is the the next thing, you know. So if there's any game, like because I've looked at the Spider-Mans, they play fine on my PS4 Pro. Um, the uh, Cyberpunk plays fine on my PS4 Pro. All those games, if I want a console game, Horizon Forbidden West plays fine on my PS4 Pro. But, you know, they're going to eventually stop making games for the PS4 Pro. And so, you know, I guess it's about time for me to look at getting a PS5 about halfway through its life cycle, which is what I did with the PS4. You know, I got I got the next iteration of it. I might wait. The the I want a physical game though. So the only thing that I might not do is wait to get the next version of the PlayStation uh, because it's rumored to be a digital only platform. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So no physical games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like having a physical game that mm-hmm. I can plug in. That even if your service goes offline and everything like that, I can still at least play the base game the way it was intended to be played. Yeah, exactly. You know, when it first came out, even if it's got some bugs or something, I can't mm-hmm. get downloads or you know whatever. Um, I mean, I would prefer to have the whole game. It's showing my age, and this is a topic that we'll talk about later. I would prefer to have the whole game in a package. Like I would even go buy physical DLCs, like where you do updates and you just have to put in multiple discs or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, but just to be able to have that so that I could update my game without having to have some sort of online connection and wait for it to update and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but, I mean, whatever. It's uh, it, it, This is the world we live in now. And there is some value add there. So Final Fantasy 16 may be the game that gets me to buy a PS5, though. That, okay. That's what I, I'm thinking. I mean, I could see it. And I think that's what they're banking on. Yeah. They, you can tell they've put a lot of time and effort into this title. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is it So the reason I wanted to talk about this, I know it's not your style of game. I, I know mm-hmm. that, that your wife really likes this stuff. So she and I have a lot of the same tastes in video games and stuff like that. But is what would it take for a Final Fantasy game to get you to start liking it. So here's the thing. It's not that I don't like Final Fantasy. I just haven't liked a couple of the more recent ones because I don't like the action RPG style of the uh, like. I'm still kind of doing skills, but I'm fumbling through a menu really quickly to do them. So if it was either turn-based or kind of more into the Western RPG style of like, I have a couple weapons, maybe I'm switching between, but then I'm doing like, light attack, heavy attack, that sort of thing. Like when I have to start like pulling up a menu to select a spell while I'm also running around and something's attacking me, that's just a little bit too much for me. Um, and that, that a lot of that comes down to the dysgraphia I have. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of times if I'm like, I know in my head, hey, I need to hit the down button, I might hit the left button. So like when the menus get kind of like really nested and I'm moving through stuff really fast, I just can't keep up with it very well. So if there was like a turn-based option, 
or even like an easy mode. Yeah. Like they did get me, I forget which one it was, but Alice did get me to play a JRPG that had that, where it was like, there was an easy mode where combat was simpler. Because I love the stories, I yeah. love the exploration, I generally watch my wife play a lot mm-hmm. of them. I just can't get into that combat style. The combat style, yeah. I, I, I do prefer the older uh, turn-based combat uh, too. Uh, it's just, but there's something nostalgic about that. I don't know that it's necessarily better for everyone. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense. Um, I, I don't know, is this one, so they haven't really said exactly how the combat system is going to be. Is it going to yeah, be action that, RPG style or are they mm-hmm. doing something different with it? So as it develops, this one may have more of a turn-based style. That's true. It could change. We, we've <clears throat> seen um, some combat one through and it looks visually when you see like what's happening on mm-hmm. the screen, what you're selecting, very similar to, I think it was Final Fantasy 15 and, se- and 7 Remake. Yeah. 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 Um, the the big titles where you had like Noctis and all that. Yeah, that, that was 15. 15. Yeah. And 15 I tried and, and couldn't quite get into it. But again, because my issue is like the control scheme, mm-hmm. you're right. There is a chance that it comes out and they've revamped that and that works a little bit better for me. Well, and also they're talking about having uh, remappable controls in some of these games too. So you may, you oh, may okay. be able to change that might some help. of that stuff up too. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. That, Definitely one of us is going to have this game at that point. <laughs> oh, I mean, my wife's already pre-ordered okay. it. Or if, I mean, yeah. if she can't pre-order it yet. I know she's been hitting on it. Yeah, you can pre-order it. Yeah, I, I've, I've got it in a cart, but I don't have the PS5, so I'm just yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's also trying to, to get me to pre-order the new Zelda game that's coming out. Oh, I've already got that pre-ordered. That's, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Tears of the Kingdom, for sure. Oh, I'm definitely going to play it. I just don't know if I want to commit to playing it immediately now that I've got my modded Skyrim set up working on TV. Gosh, man. Okay, so that that's another topic for mm-hmm. another day. But uh, yes, I agree. However, I'm still going to get it. I'm still going to play it. I'm just going to oh, yeah. commit to it. I'm, oh, so, yeah. I'm already going to do it. I, I'm I mean, definitely going to play it. Just don't I know if I'll play it day one. I love Breath of the Wild. I pick it up mm-hmm. every now and then. I play it. I like the um, Switch uh, version of Skyrim because it's very easy to play portably. They, they, I feel like they nailed the control schemes on it. Um, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, I did you see their most recent um, expo on that? No. Oh, you need to. Wait, uh, are you talking about Tears of the Kingdom? Yeah. Uh, I, I've avoided most of the trailers now after I got okay. to a certain point because mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything else about the game. I want to gotcha, go into gotcha. it as fresh as I can. Okay. okay. So I'm like, all right, I know what's supposed to happen up to this point and nothing else. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, yeah. Here's the only thing I'll say um, they have kept the durability system. Okay. Which I was very, very disappointed with in yeah. the first game. Yeah. But I do think they have come up with a clever solution to it that I think actually will work. Okay. Okay. So I won't spoil you on what that is because you don't you haven't been looking no, into I it. I haven't looked into and it. And that's at all. fine. But know that durability will still be there, but they have I think they have found a good way to make those low durability weapons still very useful. Okay. Uh, I, I mean that was my frustration. If you remember when we mm-hmm. talked about Breath of the Wild. Uh, way back, uh, that was my frustration with it too, uh, and I kind of prefer to play Breath of the Wild on my TV, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to like the way that it will be um, on the Switch and see if I prefer if I prefer Tears of the Kingdom in handheld yeah, mode yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So that, I'm I'm looking forward. This this is going to be a good video game. I think season. it will be. Yeah. yeah. I and again, you don't know much about it, but. From the most recent trailer I saw, it uh, it looks like 
there's going to be a lot of reference to past games. Oh, cool. Which was, the first game was already like that. Yeah. Because you kind of found out it was like the last game in some timeline. You weren't sure which timeline. Yeah. But you could go find like artifacts from other games. Oh. And now at this point, like I didn't play all the Zelda games. My wife has played more of them than I, me. I've played all of them. Yeah, I've mostly played Orgreen of Time, Twilight Princess. And I'm aware of the other ones. But haven't really played that much. I've, oh, I've played some of the did, Game Boy you, did ones. You play, did you play Majora's Mask? Or oh, yeah, yeah. I did play Majora's okay. Mask. I played a couple of the earlier handheld ones. Did you like play Wind Waker? No. Oh, dude. I never had a GameCube. So I didn't play any of the GameCube ones. Even Twilight Princess I uh, played with my wife much later. Um, you, you, should, you should play Wind Waker. They're good. But look, I'm telling you, I was sitting there in that trailer. I was like, oh, that looks like that thing from Wind Waker, right? And she was like, yeah, it does. And it's like, that looks like that stuff from Twilight Princess. And that looks like that stuff from yeah. Warcraft of Time. And that looks like that stuff from... That's going to be cool. Okay, yeah. So I'm even more excited now. Because yeah. I, I like the history of Zelda. Um, well, we'll talk about... This is not podcast mm-hmm. topics, but the... It is now. Well, yeah. yeah but <laughs> like there, there's this um, thing that I know about like how like kind of the people that did like Record of the Lotus War and... The Legend of Zelda and stuff like that. They all started playing D and D to come up with some of the ideas that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these were all like Japanese people that were playing these TTRPGs, uh, and they translated into their what they what we got for JRPGs. And yeah. that's why a lot of them have very similar systems to D and D and very similar concepts and like you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, Cooper has just told us we need to end the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. He's telling us we're getting off topic. It's- being very insensitive for talking about video games yeah. he can't play video That's games right. he, he's he's so old he, he he just can't get his little paws to to do the video game thing anyways oh, come on man you can stop now you can stop buddy you done i think you hey stop stop all right anyways i'll try to cut that out or like get rid of it so hopefully nobody will hear that but anyways, um, yeah. So the 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 D and D, you know, inspiration behind a lot of these like fantasy games like really endears me to them also. So it's like mm-hmm. three degrees of separation when it yeah. comes to a lot of that stuff. Uh, but uh, do you have anything else that you want to say about any of these topics? No, I think we're good. All right. Well then. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Season 6, Episode 6 of the Beer and Broadband Podcast, and we'll catch you next time.